As you know, as, as um, Charlie's already said, today is the start of the season of Advent, and Advent covers the four weeks before Christmas. Does anyone know what we are preparing to do during this season? Do you know what this season's all about? Who are we preparing the arrival of? Jesus, we are. We are preparing our hearts and our lives for the birth of Jesus. So some of this preparation will be joyful. But as with any new birth, there's also apprehension, as any new parent might tell you. This birth, more than any other, is life-changing and world-changing. So John's Gospel speaks of Jesus' birth as the coming of the light. Without it, nothing can live, but in which nothing can hide. I've got a little video that I'm going to get them to play for you. I did this pre before this week. All right. Can we play that, please? Oh. Cars drove at night without their lights on. Imagine what would happen if the floodlights went out during an evening football match. Imagine what would happen if runways at airports didn't have lights to guide their planes in. Imagine what would happen if you went on a night hike without a torch. Imagine a world with no traffic lights, street lights or lighthouses. Imagine a world full of darkness. As you can see, Emma recorded that for me and had quite a giggle. That was, there was a number of outtakes. She might have actually enjoyed those because <laughs> I did do it a number of times. All right, so John 1, 5, 9 says, The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man named John who was sent by God. He came to tell the people the truth about the light so that through him all people could hear about the light and believe. John was not the light, but he came to tell the people the truth about the light. The true light that gives light to all is coming into the world. The Bible describes Jesus as the light of the world. Imagine what the world would be like today if Jesus had never been born. I've got four volunteers in the audience today and I'm going to ask Charlie to run around to them if we can. Thank you. You, Lord, are my lamp. The Lord turns my darkness into light. Lovely. Our second reading is from John 3, 19 to 21. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because the deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light, so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done by the sight of God. 
The next reading is from John chapter 8, verse 12. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have have the light of life. And the last reading is from John chapter 12, verses 35 to 36. Then Jesus told them, you are going to have the light just a little while longer. Walk while you have the light before darkness overtakes you. Whoever walks in the dark does not know where they are going. Believe in the light while you have the light, so that you may become children of light. When he had finished speaking, Jesus left and hid himself from them. Wonderful. So our reading today, John chapter 1, verses 1 to 14, it starts with, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. The word is a shortened way of saying the word of God or the words of God has shared with us and we now have that we now have in today's Bible. The first people to hear and read the Gospel of John would be familiar with that phrase. But the writer of John is giving God's people a new meaning of the word. We are introduced to the themes of life and light shining in the darkness. Important themes that we have looked at recently in the creation story of Genesis 1. There is also important themes throughout the Gospel of John. John 1.5 reminds us that the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Just like in Genesis 1, God's creative act was light. The light of creation was the first thing in bringing order to the formless void. And the light brought by the word is the first step toward bringing order into chaos in our lives. The Old and New Testaments use the light and darkness as metaphors. And looking up on the screen, there's a number of those up there. Good and evil, order and chaos, security and danger, joy and sorrow, truth and untruth, life and death, salvation and condemnation. The light shines in the darkness means that it continues to shine. The darkness can also represent the state of mind of humankind not welcoming the light. In the video I showed you, you could see how even one candle was still giving off light in the darkness. In John 8, 12, Jesus said to the people, I am the light of the world and can promise whoever follows me will never walk in the darkness, but will have light of life. An important someone was mentioned in our gospel reading today. He was not the light, but was sent to testify about the light. Do you know who this passage was talking about? Can you remember? Caitlin? John the Baptist. All right. What can you remember about John the Baptist? We've done this in children's churches here. What things can you remember about John? I'll test you first and we'll keep going. Yeah. He did baptise Jesus. Yes. What else did he do? 
He lived in the wilderness. Anything else that we can remember about him? What did he wear? Can you remember? Wasn't that pretty, was it? Anyone else? Any in the, in the adults? He dressed in camel hair clothes, didn't he? And what did he eat when he was out in the wilderness? Can you remember? Moths? Not sure it was moths. It was pretty close. It wasn't, I don't think it was that delicious. Locusts, that's it, and honey. All right, so John was sent from God. He came as evidence to give evidence, didn't he, about the light so that everyone might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to give evidence about the light. In John's gospel, we are reminded that John said he was not the Messiah. He said he was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. John told people that the one to come after him, was not, he was not worthy to untie the sandals off. He announced Jesus' is coming. All right, what was he doing in that river again? I think someone almost... He baptised Jesus. Is that what you said before, Taropa? Yeah, that's correct. So John came to tell people about Jesus. He wants us to know that the word can also be the name we give Jesus. Why? Because John believed that God sent Jesus to be with us on earth so that he was here to teach us to live as God's people. Jesus came as a person so that God could be one of us and be with us in the world. No matter who we are and where we live, the Word of God is something and someone who we can welcome into our home and lives every day. Jesus is someone who can be present in our homes but can also be home for us because he has the power to be with us, comfort us and guide us wherever we might go. What an amazing gift that God has given us. God with us. John is telling us that everything comes into being through the Word, the one whom we come to know in Jesus. God has chosen to be accessible to us. Now, I've got a few little questions for you. Oh, I've forgotten my notepad. Anyway, what are some of the words that you might use to describe Jesus that we see in the Bible? What are some of the words that describe Jesus? This can be anyone now. <laughs> what have we got? What do you call Jesus? Some of the ways. Messiah, yes, good. Toby, did you have one? No? Call them out if you want. Father, yes. Emmanuel, good. What else do we call him? Okay, adults, it's your turn. Call some out. Shout them out. Son of God. Prince of Peace, yes. Yes. Yes, Father Abba. Sorry? Light of the world, absolutely. All right, so what are some of the ones we might use at church? I mean, some of those ones we just said are probably are the ones we use in church as well. Um, I want to ask you though, what do you think about Jesus being someone who is always home and always with us? What do you think of that? I'll say it again. What do you think about Jesus being someone who is always home or always with us? Hmm. 
What do you think about Jesus being with you? Do you like that? No? Yes? What do you reckon? Yeah? <laughs> you said yes, no. <laughs> so Darius, is it, do you like the thought of Jesus being with you? Yes? Why? Do you th- why? So if you didn't hear that, he said it keeps him safe and guides him wherever he is, and he likes that. So, yep. Anyone else? God with us or Jesus with us, what do you think? I like that answer. We might stick with that one. All right, one other question. Let's see if you've got something for me this time. Why do you think God has Jesus become a human baby? Very good. To know about God, yep. To be with us, yep. To experience what we've experienced, absolutely. All right. And this is the last, last question now, and I'm going to say this to everyone. What are some of the things we can do as a family or in our community that invites Jesus to be with us? Yeah. Caitlin? Say grace. Okay, yes. Pray, meditate on a passage from the Bible. Awesome, but meditate, definitely. We can hear Jesus then, can't we, if we quieten our mind? Yep. Read, read the Bible as a family. Are you going to say that one? Or do you have something else? That's Okay. Go to church. I like that one. Charlie probably like that one. All right. Anything else that we can do? I think all of those answers were wonderful. Oh, we got small? No? <laughs> yeah, don't move. <laughs> you might get asked. All right. So this Advent season is a good time to look and see if there are any areas in our lives that we might be afraid to open up to the light. We might need to think about what we can do to prepare to, the, prepare to let God in and make God feel welcome. We are invited to take the initiative to find our best selves and to be willing to open up to the light. We are called to look for the light in the darkness of a broken world, even within dark places of our own selves, our families, our church and communities. Just like in the video I showed you of the candles lit in the darkness, one candle was enough to illuminate a small area in my house. When I lit five candles, it lit the whole room. Just like those candles, together we are like those candles. When we go into the world, people can see the light of Christ. The more lights we have, the brighter the world will become. Together, let's light our candles and take them into the world this Advent season. Let us pray. Lord, giver of life, creator of light, give us courage to turn to you with hope and trust. As we await the birth of your Son, Jesus Christ, may the renewing Spirit teach us to trust your purposes of love and to allow the new birth which will set us free. Thank you for being God's Word to us. Thank you for being a home for us. Thank you for journeying through life with us. Help us to remember that we have been given the light of life 
a light that will never go out. We too can be the light to the world. Help us to listen to you as you call us to shine your light this Advent season and celebrate your love for us and everyone today and every day. Amen.